Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. How's everyone doing? Pretty well. No complaints. I think all of us have some tales to tell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who wants to start? Ozzy, you guys can go, I guess. Since you did the most. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I guess we'll kind of cover most of it with questions as they come through, but it was a weekend trip. New York was great. You know, Thanksgiving holiday, uh, a lot of families out there. So, uh, went out there for three days, uh, Friday, uh, and then Saturday came back. So Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I didn't do much on Thursday, but Friday, um, on, uh, Friday met with Nathan, um, and we did a bit of day game, a bit of night game. Um, he knew some cool spots. Supposed to be like a uh, like a dating thing. Uh, uh, Nathan, was it like a quick speed dating or something event? Oh yeah, it was a meetup group, but the event was kind of kind of bad. It was kind of sad. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but afterwards, we went to uh, so we were day game meeting um, at Hudson Yards and then Columbus Circle. I yeah. saw Ozzy do like at least like at least fifteen or twenty approaches. And I did like four. Wow. Um and I, Great. and I just posted about it too. But uh then we we went to the two thirty and fifth uh, rooftop for night game. That was great, yeah. That was awesome too. Yeah. Oh you've been there? Yeah. Great. So you know how I recorded a video to get some feedback on what to do with this chaos, so it sounds like you already know. <laughs> What happened? Well, I figured yeah. I thought you guys might be there because I saw the picture in front of the uh, the uh, Empire State Building, and that's like the oh, best yeah. place to get that photo. I have that same photo from years ago. Okay. Cool. That was too cold. They were handing out snuggies on the rooftop, so a lot of people had these red snuggies on, like it's like a coat or like a coat over or something. And they had these small cabins, like igloos you can rent, like reserved igloos where people like it's like reserving a table. All so it was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. So what what were the big takeaways from that experience? Um, for like day or night? Both. Yes, Nathan and I we both had different uh, takeaways, but the the best thing is we work in in harmony. Like we work with, we kind of complement each other in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I figured you would. So it worked a lot. It worked really well. Um, I started approaching like really hot girls, like the ones like like nines and tens. Like some, some the last girl I approached, I think she was probably like 19 years old. She had this like old fur coat on and like really like pretty pretty eyes and like and she was walking towards her dad when I approached her. She was like, "Oh, my dad is there." I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> but I had no like the, the approach anxiety was gone. But then the next, the wall I hit was how to develop the connection from there. Then there was a part I was missing where I was too much technical about just the, the, just the approach where it's like when the approach is done, I'm like, okay, I'm done. That's all I had to do. That's good. But now I feel like approach is really not everything. I mean, if you get something on approach, that's what you're really making a difference. So if I stay there and target on certain girls where I can take them for a date, you know, extended date or maybe go get a coffee or dinner, dinner later on a couple of days while I'm there. I think that, that was my thing is stay and try to make that connection 
rather than just getting a number and walking away. Because um, that, that, to me, that's not a win. No. Before I thought it was a win. So that's, that was one. Well, that's good. That means you're making progress because in the beginning, it feels good to get numbers. And then once you get used to getting numbers, you're like, well, what good is this number if they don't see me again? <laughs> so, so then you start to realize, all right, it's more about the quality of the interaction than the end result, because if it's a quality interaction, that's going to lead to seeing them again. Right. And that's obviously the, the name of the game um, in terms of like day game approaching. However, it's great to like, you have to kind of go through that process to get there, you know, because there's, there's so much anxiety for those beginning steps. So that's good. How many numbers did you get from those approaches? Um, I got three numbers and two Instagrams. Okay. Adam, mm-hmm. how many do you think? Like 25. Okay. Five out of 25. That's not terrible. Yeah. Some of them I would just approach and just like walk away. Like oh, I'm not, you know, just, just like, just wanted to say hello. I mean, a lot of them were just kind of warm up approaches. And then some of them, they were good. I asked for the number and then some of them, they were just not good. So I just didn't ask for the number. Okay. That's good so. too. Having the wherewithal to know to like, you know, not ask if it's not, it's not. Then, yeah. Like, I really like doing that if the approach is going well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, sometimes if you know you're not going to, you know, if, if you know there's no connection and you ask for the number, she's going to reject you. So then you feel like shit. So, um, you know, in those situations, I'll just won't ask. And I'll say, all right, see you later. Have a good day. Yeah, right. So, good. How about you, Nathan? Yeah, so for me, that was an awesome weekend. Like, Ozzy, like, thanks for coming out, man. I really hope you come out again to New York or I get a chance to visit you in D.C. or another city because, for me, that was eye-opening. So um, so I guess there were two things, and I just wrote a post about it, so it's fresh in my mind. So I did a couple of approaches, right? I only started approaching, like, a few days ago. And uh, one of the – like, the first, the first realization for me is just – how I'm not really a victim of my circumstances. Like, so for example, before I think that, you know, I'd have to go to a club and get drunk or, or something, something in the outside world was preventing me from like meeting girls. But after doing a few day game approaches and seeing how well they can really go, like I got some really positive reactions, like in New York, I only did four approaches and two, two reactions were like extremely positive. Yeah. Um, you know, doing, doing that really opened my eyes to, um, you know, just what's possible. So that, that really shocked kind of like my narrative and my worldview, first of all. But second, mm-hmm. I realized that right after approaching them and right after the, you know, it goes really well, I have all this fear and it, it's, it's so intense. It's almost like a wall in front of me. And uh, as soon as I noticed that like, you know, it's going really well, um, I just have this instinct to like get away from the situation. And uh, mm-hmm. that prevented me during the day from, you know, getting numbers and at night from joining Ozzy. So like at night, Ozzy was approaching every group he saw at the, the penthouse. And um, I, I mean, I, I, like the door was wide open for me to come in too. But I felt, it wasn't just that I was stuck in my head. I just felt like this fear of like, you know, what if this goes well? Like what if we, we connect? And I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure where it comes from. But, um, you know, it was a great experience for me to really see that, see that, like, that wall. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you guys talked a little bit about, you know, how to be a wingman, how to come in in that uh, situation. No. 
Not, no. not really. It was more like, you know, Maybe I told them, yeah, I was like, whenever it feels right, come in. But, yeah. you know, the best thing is, off of the approaches he did, after I showed it, after we worked through the hook and soap, I think the biggest thing I learned in immersion was to do it like that three paces, stopping, all that, like letting you, like someone doing it to you was like the biggest revelation. So we did that at the mall. I think people were looking at it. They were like, what are these two guys doing? But after that, once he did the approach, I could see the girl like, like light up. She lit up and kind of crossed her legs and like she was happy that he actually did it. So I think that was the positive anchor for him to like see that they actually like it with the approach like that. So yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 man, I mean, dude, she she loved it. I did one hook and swoop, just one the whole time, and it like. It, it felt great, and, and and the reaction she gave me was one I never thought that I could have, honestly. Because I was really? leaving her, she was like, "Yeah," she was like screaming "thank you" at me as I kind of went back to us. Awesome, mm-hmm. um, that's great. I, I'm looking forward to reading, you know, what you wrote uh, in the group. The uh, let's first hear from Nick and then from Marty. Good to have yeah, Marty so- on the call. I haven't seen haven't seen him in a while. So, how about you? What happened with the uh, with you, Nick? What's been going on since San Diego? Yeah, so I uh, well, I wanted to go out last weekend, but I didn't. And you gave me this dare to do thirty four, and I failed. But I did. Uh, <laughs> let's see, <laughs> I did about a third of that. Uh, it was a lot harder than I expected, and I got kind of a late start. I got out. I think I was in Orlando by three thirty, but it was still so freaking exhausting just walking around for like six hours. Um, so it kind of went fast at the beginning and then I kind of lost steam. Ozzy told me that might happen. <laughs> kind of did. Anyways, I had lots of, uh, firsts that I wanted to, that I did. I mean, I was kind of upset that I didn't get the 34, but I did have lots of first experiences that I was kind of proud of myself for doing. So I approached, there was this pair of girls that were walking by at one point, And typically either one would be like so hot that I wouldn't, like, I I was already assuming I was going to crash and burn. I didn't do that badly, and it was a pair of them. So I was like, that was, like, way out of my scope for what I usually would dare to approach. So I was happy I went through with that. It was also, um, I was doing pairs of people left and right. Like, it wasn't, like, a huge deal breaker for me. Like, it has been before the immersion. I would have never gone up to anybody that was in any kind of group. And I still don't go up if there's a guy in the group. But if there's just girls, then... I don't have too much of a problem. There was even one group of four that I uh, tried to stop one of them with. Uh, I also, out of my approaches, I never, the hook and swoop never failed. So I think I have that down fairly well. Like they don't just keep on walking. They might walk a few more steps, but I eventually stopped them. And even one of the last ones that I did, she was kind of keep on walking and it was really weird. Like she gave me, she was kind of a antagonistic at first. Cause she thought like, Oh, you're just trying to impress your friends or something like that. And she like came at me aggressively. And I was like, I've heard about this before. It's these shit tests. Right. So it means like, they're actually like, this could be better than, than just ignoring me. So I just yeah. calmed down and I stayed in it. And I was like, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and I, I don't know, it, it kind of turned around to where, you know, I got her Instagram. So out of the, 13 approaches I did. I got uh, four Instagrams. I have a whole bunch of questions. 
related to that. I don't know if you're taking questions right now or you just want to hear from Marty, but that's the sum up of my experience. Oh, and then I, I tried going out to do night game later on, but I was so freaking exhausted. I just, I went there to scope out what was there. It was a pretty cool night, but I, I was just like unable to break out and do what Ozzy usually does, which is just go up and talk to all the different groups. So You were alone, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping to get to in the future is just do more day game. Like if I go do this Orlando thing again. Yeah. And then not be so exhausted by the time nighttime comes that I can do something there. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough to, to but going out alone at night is, is a lot tougher than day game, obviously. But uh, that's awesome. I love the, the one about the girl who, uh, <laughs> who started giving you some shit. Yeah. That, <laughs> those will often turn around like those sort of reactions are great because, you know, it means that she's really invested emotionally in the experience. And I want to encourage you guys to do, I've been playing around with this. Well, Nick and Nick and Ozzy kind of started it together. They would just call each other while out approaching and, you know, kind of act as like a a cheerleader or, you know, a virtual wingman. Um, And they had a lot of success having that support doing that together. Um, and then I did it the other day on a coaching call with Nathan. He hadn't, he, he did his first, uh, I think direct approach, right? Nathan on the, on the phone and just the, just kind of like having me there. Oh yeah. <laughs> which it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. That was huge. Uh, yeah. I really want to encourage you guys to do that. Um, and Marty, there's another guy who just joined the group. Who's he's 54. He's a retired physician. Um, He's also a real estate investor. And I know if you, uh, he's like just getting into approaching now, but he's really motivated and like he's already doing it. So it'd be great if you were able to like take him under your wing because you've done so many approaches and you've been in this process for so long. Um, and I think you get a lot out of kind of maybe doing that with him too. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll touch base with him. Nick, you want to circle back for your questions? And yeah. I got a lot so people can ask. If you have any too. So, yeah. Okay. So yes, I have few as well. Uh, I got a couple times where they said that they couldn't understand English that well, and this one Brazilian girl in particular said that. And then, like an idiot, I went over explicitly what I like very slowly, <laughs> and I felt like by the end of it, because as soon as it was obvious she couldn't pretend not to understand me anymore, she just kind of brushed me off. So I was like. Oh, okay. She was basically trying to get out of it, probably. Like, I, I do feel like there are a lot of Asians I approached, not a lot, but there are a couple that actually literally had difficulty with the language. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of something that they do to get out of the interaction. Like, they just kind of act like they don't understand English. And so I was wondering, instead of taking them at their word and looking like an idiot that can't understand implicit communication would it be kind of funny to be like, and when you're repeating yourself, instead of actually saying, Hey, I thought you were cute. I wanted to come over and approach you to be like, this is a stick up, put your hands up or something like that. Like, cause then it's like, cause then it's like, if they do understand English, they're going to be like, what the fuck? And, and it'll be obvious that they know. And then you'd be like, hi, I called you out. And you do it in a fun way. But then I didn't know if that's like too edgy or if there's anything to do because they've already rejected you. Sort of like the boyfriend thing. Well, what I usually do, I like the stick-up idea. It's worth the test. <laughs> um, <laughs> I might get arrested. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's edgy, 
so I like it for that reason. Um, it's also fun, right? Um, yeah, I have no idea how that would work, but I'd be really <laughs> curious <laughs> to hear. Um, what I usually do is I'll just start kind of making overt sign gestures, like, okay, I part you. Give me Instagram. <laughs> and, you know, if they're smiling and like, you know, I've done a, a, probably a thousand of those on my travels with girls who speak no English at all, but everyone understands like, I love heart, you, phone, Instagram, number, like, that's all you really kind of have to do. And I've had dates like that. Um, <laughs> I've gone out, they speak not a fucking word of English in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, we just go through Instagram. I did it with a Japanese girl in, in, uh, Australia. I went yeah. on like three dates with her. She didn't speak any English and she wouldn't get physical at all. Like she wouldn't hold my hand. She wouldn't even kiss me. So it was, <laughs> that's pretty fucking painful, but she was really flirty and laughy and like giggly and soup, like the cutest Japanese girl ever. <laughs> like a fucking like a, a hello kitty. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was getting somewhere, but I wasn't. But I was still able to make those dates fun, you know, just by using phones and using lots of hand gestures. and Using the phone to translate or to show pictures or what? Show pictures. You can use translate, but that process can be a little clunky. Yeah. To show pictures. Yeah, you can do some translate in there. Um, walk around, look at shit. You know, obviously it's got to be a more interactive date than if you were just, like, sitting at a bar talking. So, okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's good. And you could try the stick-up thing. That'd be funny. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but I feel like you're safer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I got another question. Is it – because I've been doing a lot more Instagram now than the actual numbers, so I have a lot more Instagram-related questions. Uh, uh, have you been posting on Instagram? I haven't seen anything lately. Like, yeah, and I don't even understand that. Is it like the stories I'm supposed to post or is it like, like those seem very like temporary. So let's see. You only have three pictures. Yeah. And you have a lot more pictures from the immersion. So you want to post, you you want, you know, basically if you, you want to be able to fill the page with uh-huh. photos, right? That way on first glance, when a girl sees your Instagram, you know, it looks like you put some time into it. Okay. Do I need to fill um, up the description? No. I don't even have a description. Okay. Description's like, I don't know. You can use what you use on your dating profile, but you can also say nothing. Kind of like captioning. Like you can have captions for photos or you can have nothing. I think it's better to have nothing than something lame. If you're trying too hard. Because the whole point of it is to post a photo. Like captions, just whatever. So, um... Hey, Rob. You've got... You've got, um... You know, on your photos here, if you were to post... Like, let's say you have three good ones from the photo shoot we did at the immersion. Well, you do I want to? You don't do want to post all those same ones, though. I mean, then it looks exactly. like exactly. You, you don't. You don't because then it just looks like it doesn't look good. You yeah, know, pick like one good one, right? Well, if you did one good one and then you did like two or three other things, then you did another good one. It would it would look a lot better. Okay. You just don't want to have like them all in a row. Like I kind of made that mistake on mine. Like you see on the top, they're yeah. all black background with PZDET stuff. Yeah. If I were to go back 
it would probably be better if those were dispersed okay. throughout. Not a big deal, but if it's a newer Instagram account like yours, it would make a little bit bigger of a deal. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, try to try to get in the habit. You know, you, I think you have a decent amount of content to post. So, you know, once okay. every, you know, whatever, once every three or four days, throw a picture up there or, or, or even every day if you have a lot of stuff. And then stories, yeah, stories are like, stories can be way less interesting than actual posts, you know. Um, a post being just a picture, right? Right. Okay. A picture or a video, something on your feed versus yeah. a story, which is just 24-hour shows up and then it, it's gone. And then it goes away, right? Yeah. Okay. Get in the habit of watching other people's stories and obviously. Yeah, I've been watching you and Scotty and James. Yeah. Like, don't become an Instagram fucking fiend because then you'll want to kill yourself. <laughs> it can be very toxic to spend too much time on, on Instagram. But, um, you know, at least try to get a feel for what other people are posting on stories and give you some ideas. Okay. Should follow uh, some accounts of people that that do a good job. Like I posted, um, what's his name? My friend uh, Nick. Uh, not Not Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he has probably the best Instagram that I've seen for yeah. someone who's not a celebrity or not famous. Um, it's not Bradley Cooper. He's in that video, uh, Instagram video. It's like okay. this. Oh, okay. Underscore not Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, Is he in the group? Um, he used to be, I could add him back in there. I could, uh, he's, he's been on the podcast a couple times for how to like, you know, do your Instagram and okay. once he was on the podcast. All right, I just requested to follow him. Cool. That's cool. So, um, all right. So my question was, um, is it really better to get Instagram instead of a number from the sense that like, if I get the number, uh, I can always transition to Instagram afterwards. Is it better to, cause then I feel like I'm getting more investment from them at the beginning. Is it, is it weak to get Instagram first? If I feel like I can get the number. Cause there were some times where they're like, Oh, let's exchange numbers. And I went, no, let's do Instagram. And uh, no, I think that's fine. Instagram's better. No, the number is fine. And then converting Instagram later. It's good. Kind of personal preference. Um, also, no, I think the best thing you could do is say, you know, use the number line. Give me your number. If you don't like me, give me a fake one. And then as they're putting it in, be like, oh, by the way, like, you, you, what's the best way to contact you? Because a lot of people use Instagram these days instead of texting. So as she's kind of entering it, you can ask that question. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm always on Instagram. Like, let's do that. Okay. Because that also leads me to another question that um, I feel like the fake number line doesn't, I tried using the, you can give me a, like, with the Instagram thing, I was like, or you could just give me a fake account or something like that. But it didn't seem like it would work the same way. Because, like, you have their picture and everything. It's like, and they don't have to, if they give you their account and you request a follow, they can always deny you later. So there's less of a, like, the whole justification for the fake doesn't make any sense with Instagram. Yeah, you can still, like, I've used it recently and it, it works fine, but. You know, the the number one is a little bit more smooth. So if you feel okay. better doing that, just do that. And then you can always message them like, you know, within the first few 
back and forth about, you know, hey, let's connect on Instagram. Yeah, Here's my handle. right. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah, do that. Um, let's see. So is uh, so what happened to me actually a couple times, and I thought it was a bad sign, but then they ended up accepting my follow request. Uh, they basically asked for my Instagram kind of quickly, and it felt like they were trying to cut off the interaction. Like, I don't know. If, is that a tactic that you see, or is that like I, I? It felt like in the moment that it was implying low interest because they're like, because after I came up and did like a quick interaction with this pair of girls, they're like, okay, what's your Instagram? And I was like, okay. But it felt like it was them trying to run me off. Like, okay, I'll give you the Instagram, go there. But then they actually did accept it, and uh, it seemed like it worked. So I was wondering, in, statistically in general, is that a good sign or a bad sign or neutral or what? I don't know. I haven't had that happen too many times. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of have to use your your own judgment. It felt if it felt like the blow off, but then if they were receptive later, then maybe not. Well, it did, but maybe also while I was talking to them. I made a better impression or something. I don't know. Cause you know, I, she had her friend, her cousin. And while she was typing in my Instagram, I kind of interacted with the cousin a little bit more. Oh, chit-chatting. Yeah. That's great. You did the, you know, it's, it's awesome to do the ones with multiple people because they feel a lot harder, but they're actually easier. Cause yeah. they give you more, there, there's more content to go off of more people to talk to. Yeah. Less it's pressure. A, <laughs> it's a scary counterintuitive yeah, fact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's even easier if you do it with a guy there. The girls give you, like, massive street credit for that. Like, whoa, this guy's, you know. <laughs> right, right, All right. right. So you're saying, are you saying there's, like, a group and one of them is a guy? Or are you yeah. saying a guy and a girl? <clears throat> a group. Okay. Doing a guy and a girl is, like, I mean, people do it. Like, Gustavo does it all the time. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because that seems a little too much... Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. I mean, he'll, you know, he'll do it. I've seen James has done it in front of me. Um, <laughs> I think I've only done it like two or three times, to be honest. But I'm, I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Um, like a couple, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's pretty aggressive. Um, but it really can't go poorly as long as, as you're calling out the situation, you know? Because um, if they're a couple then they're just going to tell you they're a couple. And it's like a pretty nice compliment. Like you're not going to get like an aggressive guy very often. I don't think that, you know, I've never heard of that happening where a guy was like pissed, you know, okay. where, cause you're, I mean, you're I like, guess you are complimenting his girl. Yeah. And you're being direct. You're not trying to be sneaky or anything. Exactly. So. Okay. That, that's yeah, interesting does a lot. Like, he'll just walk up and be like, hey, you know, like, hopefully, like, she's not your girlfriend or anything. If she is, I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, no. And, no. Okay, so you definitely call it out, though, because usually you say that it's it's terrible to say, are you single? But if the guy's standing right there, then it's okay to make it explicit? Yeah, if the guy's there after I do the, like, oh, I'd risk embarrassing the hell out of myself in front of you guys to do this and, like, if you guys are a couple or anything, tell me now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Robbie. Yeah. Has anyone ever uh, pretended to hit on the guy after that, just as a joke? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I've never heard of that. 
You should see if Gustavo would do it. I one hilarious. time pretended to be gay to pull a threesome, though. There was this guy oh, yeah. who, who was really aggressive. Um, and he was, like, big and scary, and I would not have <laughs> done well. So I pretended, like, the girls knew I wasn't, but he thought I was. And I used that oh, yeah. to, like, put them in a cab and, like, disorient him and then <laughs> take off without him. <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so I had one instance where uh, the the girl thought she was being pranked. Well, twice actually, but one of them, it was like she was frozen scared and literally thought that she might be on a game show or something like that. And uh, I was just wondering, do you play into that? Do you become like, uh, do you try to reassure them that you're real? Like, or do you make a joke out of it and be like, oh, yeah, you see the cameras and stuff? Like... Where do you kind of go with that? I've done I've done it both ways, you know. Um, like, yeah, you just point like, yeah, there's a camera guy right there. You don't see him. It's this guy right here. Hey, camera guy. You know. And then, like, <laughs> and then obviously, like, no, there's no camera guy here. Like, what? Uh, no one's ever come up and talked to you during the day. Like, I'm the only weirdo you've ever met. Well, that's what uh, I. Yeah, she was uh, like, who just goes and talks to random people or something? I didn't really have a an answer for that. She was just kind of thinking out loud. And I'm just like, oh. what was your, what was your opening line? Cause if, you know, typically, yeah. The, okay. Well that, yeah. I mean, you're, you're calling out that you understand that it's, it's weird what you're doing. I feel like she probably didn't. It's one of those things where the whole thing happened so fast. You probably don't even hear the first line or any of the other stuff. I did get good use out of the, uh, I swear I'm only one third creepy. I didn't deliver it at the beginning, but when I saw her acting like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I swear I'm only one third creepy kind of thing. That's the best time to use it. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. When they're looking at you, like you're creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's the best time. Um, yeah. If you're getting, if you're getting kind of disoriented reactions on the approach, it usually means, you you didn't like what after i stop them and say hey i'll try to count like one one thousand two in my head make really strong eye contact okay just so they're really like present i know they're listening to me it kind of helps ground me and become more present too and then you know you, you don't run the risk of the opener because uh, otherwise the opener slips by before they're really attentive to what you're saying kind of thing yeah like if someone came up to you out of the blue it's going to take you a second or two to be like, all right, what's happening? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Robbie. I've used um, I don't want anything from you quite often, and that just really changes the whole mindset. And um, also just saying, I know this is really random mm. right in the beginning, but I found that, that um, I don't want anything from you is like, that's huge. It works really, really well. Especially if I can, like, I don't use it all the time. Only if I can see they're looking at me like, what are you trying to sell me? And then, uh, you know, and then later on I can say, actually, I lied. I want blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But do you do this with the, um, like, what's the entire sequence then? Like, where does that line fit in? Because you, you're doing, let's say you do the hook and loop. You stop. Well, I, I, I'll start out with a typical approach, like, um, you know, I saw you walking and I wanted to come up, you know, and risk making a fool of myself or whatever. But then if I start getting that, what are you trying to sell me? Look, 
then I'll, that's where I'll use that. Um, Hey, I don't want anything from you. I just wanted to come and blah, blah, blah. Right. And that usually really changes the, the tone of like, I can just see them kind of, they drop their shoulders and they, you know, suddenly they open up. It's, 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 it really works well. So it's like they didn't believe your first comment or your first explanation of why you're approaching them and they're still suspicious, but that can disarm them further. Yeah, like, you know, especially in malls or stores, there's often people walking up trying to sell you a yeah. credit card or, you know, they're trying to sell you something. And so I just say, you know, or even you could even say, hey, I'm not, I'm not selling anything or, you know, I don't want anything. I, yeah, I just found that works really well. Okay. Yeah, I don't see any reason why that would, you know, that sounds good to me. Yeah. And, I, you know, that's the best is when you can kind of come up with your own stuff. Um, yeah. That, that it feels more genuine, you know. Um, yeah. Actually, I was talking to, I think that's Nick with the hat. He's kind of far away from his computer. Um, but Nick and I were, uh, he had just read one of the books um, it's called Start With No by uh, Chris Voss. And there's some really good stuff in there on negotiation. And uh, he's like a, a hostage negotiator for like the FBI. And Nick was coming up with some openers based on the material in there, which I thought were pretty cool. Um, Nick, you want to run us through those? Yeah, so actually um, a different guy wrote Start With No. Chris Voss wrote uh, Never Split the Difference. But they're, they, they, they're kind of buddy books, like they're both worth reading. And the whole idea is that people are so used to, we're just, we're just like overdosed on yes. People are always trying to get us to yes, whether it's to buy something or to agree to something. And, you know, there's that 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 longstanding thing of some of you guys have probably heard it where it's like, get them to say yes to little things. And then the step off rather than a jump off a cliff for the big agreement, it's a, it's just a step off a curb, but people see that shit coming a mile away. And so they will say yes inauthentically to get you to fuck off. They'll. So the whole idea is that there's security and no, so you'd say like something like, um, God, what would be an example on the fly here? Like, um, would it be weird if I did? Yeah. yeah. Would it be weird if, yeah. Would it be weird if a guy who was walking down the street saw a pretty girl and came up to talk to her? Right. And she's, for one, she's got to think about it because people are kind of, kind of locked and loaded, ready to say yes. So like, or know that they want that freak people frequently want them to say yes. So the whole idea is that you really disarm people by saying no. So it's harder than you think. I've been working on it uh, and doing it in everyday conversation. You just have to make it a habit of rather than saying things that people will say yes to, make your questions no. And I I found a huge difference, uh, like, for example, when I deal with my patients. So I'll say, you know, rather than don't you want to have a strong low back that you can go hunting with, I'll say, have you given up on having a strong low back that you can count on when you're elk hunting? And that's a really great thing that the have you given up on is, a, is another good sort of lead into stuff because it, again, it's not an automatic thing and it requires a little bit of thought. In that mm-hmm. case, if they say, 
yep, I've totally given up on that. Well, it kind of tells you where they're at. But if they say no, that's a beautiful thing. No, I haven't given up. Well, great. Follow my recommendations to a T and you can have that, right? So I really recommend um, those books. Uh, they, you'll, you'll be shocked at the difference. I haven't had a chance to use them in approaches. I was, I was actually going to New Jersey, the New York City kind of area, to see my sister. I guess it would have been like last weekend. And mechanical problems, it kind of fucked the trip. So I was all locked and loaded, like to be go down the street with my sister in these areas and 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 try it, and uh, I was derailed. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how those work. I think they could be really good. Uh, yeah. I, I do too. I do too. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. And it was Chris Voss, and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Chris Voss, the other guy's name. I got the book right on my nightstand. Jim. Jim. Can you post those on the group then? What's that? Can you can Nick post those on the group? The name of the book. Yeah, I posted them in the chat. The other one is. Now. Oh, okay. Jim um, Camp. Jim Camp. Start with no. Hey, uh, Robbie, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, rather than uh, the books, I, I mean, it, what what Nick said is is great. I, I everything resonated really well. If there's like some like like conversation starters or the no type of questions, like how you lead into it, if those like this couple one liners, I think that would be very helpful for me at this stage. Yeah, I mean the ones we. Or the ones Nick came up with that I was kind of brainstorming with was like, would it be weird if, and then, and then you call out what you're doing or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's, can I, can I interject? Yeah. There's, there's, there's four big ones that Chris Voss uses. There's, would it like, like, would it be horrible if like, for example, he got, he was in a busy restaurant and they needed to sit down. It was totally busy, but there was a roped-off section that, that had nobody in it. So rather than saying, is it okay if we all sit here, he goes to the server or the hostess, would it be horrible if we just sat here and had a quick drink? She's like, no problem at all, as long as you're out of there by 6. So there's, would it be horrible? Uh, have you given up on, um, I can pull them up, but there's, but there there are these really great tag-ins and of course i said there's four and i can come up with two um, this is great this is completely different way of looking at it so thank you for sharing it's awesome another one would be like would it be too forward if a random yes. guy uh-huh. came up yeah. to you on the street and you know chatted you up brilliant yeah so are you saying basically or, it's easier would it be too creepy <laughs> i don't know about that yeah. <laughs> are you saying it's basically um like people are more comfortable with no, so they're more likely to go with that answer. There's security in no, right? You're you're not trying, contrary to the standard thing of trying to get people to to agree to something. You're you're giving them permission, and really you want them to say no. So it, it dis it disarms them. It feels more honest. Okay. It's brilliant. Try it out. Like. Seriously, it's the the difference is is really really remarkable. Yeah, and you're getting to your uh, like you're almost expressing your authentic self. So if, let's say if you walked up and you said, "Would it be too creepy if somebody's hit like you know if a, if a random guy hits on you?" In one line, you're expressing your interest, which you're like what you're doing, and you're 
I mean, it's on a, on a level, I mean, I think this is great. To me, it sounds really well. I'm going to try that out for sure. Yeah, if you feel like it'll work, it'll work a lot better than what you're, what else you're doing that. <laughs> so that's, that's always how you know. If it uh-huh. feels good, it'll, it'll usually work. Cool. I feel like that's good yeah. for like a, like a business deal or something. Like I could probably use that at work for a conversation. Like if I need someone to agree to something, that's a, that's a good way of disarming them and then, you know, going forward with whatever else you want to get them. Yeah, the, the, the work the work one, the have you given up on is a really, really good one for work because you're because of where it takes them mentally and and again, disarmed. Yeah. Like I want to go back and reread that book. I read it a couple of years back and remember feeling like, wow, this stuff is awesome. And then I didn't really put it into practice. Kind of got busy with other things, but as as you said, Nick, I think it's really important to, you know, really make the the effort to inject it into your everyday conversation so it becomes natural. Yeah, I do it at the coffee shop, like like just to practice. Hey, is it too much to ask to have a have a specially made latte? I'm like, well, no, that's not. <laughs> thanks, thanks for asking, even though it's my fucking job. I bet it it would work really well for homeless people asking for money. <laughs> we'd be like would it be horrible to just flat say no <laughs> or how about this too much would it be too much if i asked you for like a hundred bucks like christmas is coming you know <laughs> <laughs> or or if they or if they ask you for change you'd be like would it be would you would it be horrible if i said change comes from within oh you're saying if you responded to homeless people that's even better <laughs> Right. Oh, okay. I, oh, I was, if you, you went up to him. <laughs> I was thinking as, as like a social freedom exercise, like where you go and ask, at, pretend to be homeless and ask for money, which is terrible. Oh! But, um... <laughs> so I have the, as far as like, uh, I accidentally made a snide kind of remark or rebuttal to somebody asking me for change one time. I, I didn't even, I was so spaced out, I just did it on accident. They came up and they're like, change? I was like, no thanks. that's really good and then i realized i was like oh shit whoa (laughs) that's funny (laughs) yeah i like it though for the would it be horrible if i told you i didn't have any cash on me yeah (laughs) that's what i did rob uh ozzy and i actually i think i was with ozzy they said that they can take credit card now (laughs) yeah like, 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 do you have a card? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you just doing? looking for? A yes, just looking for a yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but they probably had a square, like ready to go on their iPhone. Like, listen, man, if you can afford a square, <laughs> yeah, I have faith in your ability to make money on this planet. Exactly. <laughs> and who am I to get in that way of giving you a hand up? Right. <laughs> um, actually, that'd be funny to do that and you know as a social freedom exercise and go up and ask somebody for money and then as soon as they said no you pull your phone out and go well i got square (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks for listening if you want more go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes